0: RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Hi, today Karen and I are going to be talking about strength training and what nutrition would be supportive. So gone are the days when runners just go out and run and most of us tend to include lots of different training approaches to help us be healthy runners, good runners and also save us from having any injuries but do you consider what to eat, when to eat and how much to eat for the different styles of training you do? So there's lots of information to share with you, and we hope you enjoy finding out what you should do for your strength training. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith, nutritionist friends and runners, who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy-to-apply tips and plans, helping you enjoy peak running performance and especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only, and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Aileen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Club. And I'm here with Karen and our topic today is all about nutrition for strength training which is an approach that most runners tend to use to enhance the overall running performance. But before we introduce the topic um, in detail, I'd just like to say welcome to our regular listeners. And if you're listening for the first time, a warm welcome. And we hope you enjoy this episode and uh, all the others to follow. Uh, You might even find that there's a few episodes you'd like to look at in our back catalogue too. And if you need any help, just reach out and uh, we'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Um, So as I said today's topic is all about nutrition for strength training so we're going to begin by giving an overview of strength training and how it's thought to support running just in case you don't already know and then we'll move on and focus on some food and nutrition uh, recommendations which will support your strength training and then we'll end by discussing how to put our suggestions into practice for your training so hi Karen. Uh, so we've outlined what we're going to be chatting about today, but maybe you could tell us a little bit more about why we've chosen this topic for discussion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And hi, Alien, and hi to everybody else. Um, and just thinking about your question, Alien, interesting, I was just thinking about training and how I was going to approach um, the next um, episode. And I was thinking about training overall, including my own training. And really what came up for me was that these days, most runners don't just run to enhance performance. I think in years gone by, it was just about getting out there and running. But the These days, because of all the the research um, that's been done now, uh, training does include lots of different approaches or exercise disciplines um, in training to enhance that overall running performance, including strength and resistance training. Um, Yoga and Pilates is another one people use a lot, but also the skill based run training. So the hill drills, the tempo running, interval training, all of which could potentially help enhance performance in different ways. But really uh, what made me think about too was how many runners think about what, when, and how much they are eating, depending on what type of training they're doing really. So, what I would say is if you want to know more about how to ensure that you are fueling appropriately for the style of training you're you're completing and you know not not just your running, then definitely, you know, listen in to to this episode because really if we if we don't address our, our, our nutrition for our, our particular style of training, then potentially we're putting ourselves at increased risk of injury, um, lower muscle mass, therefore diminished running power, poor running efficiency and um, and reduced speed as well overall. So um, which then is going to affect our overall running performance. So do listen in is what I would say.
0: Great, Karen. That's really helpful. and I think you're right. Um, often we just tend to eat the same things every day, not worrying about what we're doing. Um, but actually, I think considering our food intake, depending on the type of training we're doing, can give us the edge. And I think anything that we do um, from an exercise point of view, we want it to really count. Um, so if nutrition can help us count, make it count, then that would be great. Um, so, Let's get started.
1: Yeah, and and like I was saying, Aileen, there are a lot of different approaches and styles of training to support our running, but really we don't have the time today to discuss them all. And that's why I thought we would maybe concentrate on the strength resistance training today, but we will look at others, the others um, in future episodes. You know, we won't forget about them. We'll come back to those and dedicate an episode to those as well because each style requires tweaks potentially in in our um, food and nutrition intake so
0: yeah and it can be quite confusing I know whenever I'm at the gym and you know there's little bits of chat going on in between different people there and there's always just just something different nobody's quite sure what to do so I think it's a really good opportunity to clarify a few things today Mm -hmm. Uh, so maybe um, you could start by giving us um, an overview of why or how strength training is thought to support running performance, Karen?
1: Mm, Absolutely. And you said at the beginning, you know, if you don't already know, because potentially people do have an idea of why they're doing the strength training. But I think a lot of people see the strength training for building lean muscle, but do they know potentially other ways that could be supporting the running overall? So you know that, that clearly it is going to help support building lean muscle mass, which is important for a runner, but just making sure it's lean and not bulk. Uh, but also it can help support running economy. and for those who, who aren't sure of what that running economy is, it's it's about the amount of oxygen that the body uses to maintain a certain pace. So the better and more efficient the body is at doing that, the longer you'll be able to hold a pace. So this is really good for 5 k and 10 K if you're trying to get a, a PB. But also, your sprint speed and power as well, and there are others other ways that can support but these are the are the key ones now it is thought that um for, for runners, certainly distance runners, that heavy resistance training and also the plyometric training are the most common strength training methods um, used by, by uh, distance runners. And that plyometrics being, you know, the jumping action that you do during exercise. So, for example, thinking about jump squats, um, that, that is, a, is a type of plyometric now, a recent study that I was reading was suggesting actually combining those two different approaches. So the weight on the plyometrics in one session could actually lead to additional training um, adaptation benefits. So something to think about when you are next at the gym is about combining the two of them. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea, Karen. And so mm. I'm wondering,
0: is that something you do? Do you combine those two strength disciplines together in your
1: gym sessions? I have to say, no, I'm promoting it, Aileen, but I don't do it. Um, And and I think the reason I don't do it is because the plyometrics really takes me out of my comfort zone. I tend to sort of work on um, isolated muscle groups when when I'm at the gym. But when I'm with my PT, uh, which is just now and again, she tends to include plyometrics. So at that point, I just can't get out of it and I have to do them. I, th- I just find them really hard. And I don't know why I find them so hard. Um, but at the same time, I know that they are good for me. So um, so I, I, I do do it. I just get in the zone and get on with it. How about you, Aileen? Do you combine the two?
0: Um, well, I do, but not really because I, I think about it. It's mainly because I go to a group training class uh, twice a week. So it focuses on strength training and the PT basically he changes up the exercises and on reflection he includes all of these things and I haven't really thought about why before because I just go and do what I'm told basically and um, one of the sessions is on upper body and the second is on lower body and um like you say, I I do sometimes I'm out of my comfort zone, you know, when he does the demonstration at the beginning saying, this is what we're going to do. I'm like, oh no, I don't want to do that. And I think in a funny sort of way, I feel a bit silly doing it. And I think that's maybe why you don't do it on your own because you feel a bit silly. But when you're in a group situation and that's the thing you've got to do next, you just do it. So often, you know, like you say, squat jumps or jumping on and off steps and things like that can be uh, part of the class um, and the other thing that I do regularly is I do reformer classes and, and some of those are dynamic using jump boards so I guess that would fit into plyometrics too um, mm-hmm. so yeah maybe I'm doing it without actually consciously knowing that's what I'm doing
1: oh, the best way to do it daily.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very grateful to PT. Okay, so we've now outlined um, how strength training can support our running performance overall. And as you said, Karen, that's linked to supporting running economy, running speed and building lean muscle mass. So now let's move on and consider some food and nutrition that can support our, our strength training, Karen. So what can you tell us about that?
1: Hmm. Well, I do think that generally there tends to be an emphasis on protein intake for strength training. Now, clearly, protein is important. There's no doubt about it, because um, as we know, it's required for uh, muscle protein synthesis and that hypertrophy, which is the principal goal, really, of strength training, I think. But carbohydrate is important as well. And in looking at carbohydrates in strength training, it's, it's taken on board principally to help maintain training performance, so whilst you're at the gym, help recovery post-training, which is similar to running as well, and also facilitate that glycogen replenishment for future training sessions, so in some ways similar to, to the reasons why we take it for our running. Now, a a 2015 review paper um, looking at the dietary intake, this was looking at sort of more bodybuilders, so people who are in the the gym and and bodybuilding regularly. Now, they reported a really large variability in carbohydrate intake from as little as 2.8 grams up to 7.5 grams per kilogram of body weight per day which is really low compared to how much is recommended for for runners, especially distance runners. Now, Clearly, how much carbohydrate is needed for strength training will depend on what the desired outcome is for the individual. And I think really for most runners, that desired outcome is the lean muscle mass. So we want to be strong, but we don't want to be muscularly big. So, um, So it's about managing that carbohydrate intake and how much you actually need. So bearing
0: in mind, Karen, that most runners do strength training principally to build lean lean muscle, um, what would be the recommended amount of carbohydrate to consume on that strength training day?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, Aileen, because like that study was saying, you know, it's, it's really wide and clearly they were looking at proper bodybuilders. But it is uh, recommended that when completing strength training for what we would be looking for, then no more than four grams per kilogram of body weight per day um, should be be taken really to help optimise that training performance and the adaptations. But again, it, it, it will still... Um, be important to ensure that you have adequate energy overall so it might be lower carbohydrate intake than the thing you're used to for your running but you still must make sure that you're taking on sufficient energy overall during the day because as we know if you become energy- um, deficient the body will break down muscle to use the protein for energy production so you know your strength training efforts could be in vain if you're not um if you're not taking on board sufficient energy overall that's a really good point to end on there karen i think with
0: regards to carbohydrates so let's move on now and talk about protein intake for strength training um because as we've we've already discussed it really plays a critical role in building muscle mass so what insights can you give us there
1: yeah well i was looking at uh, a 27 2017 uh, meta analysis study and it noted that really regarding strength resistance training there appears to be this average intake of between 1.6 grams um um, a di- six grams per kilograms per day of protein, and that being required to to maximise that fat free mass gains when doing strength and resistance training. Now, what the study also observed was that the upper levels of pro- protein intake uh, tend to be around two point two grams per kilogram of body weight per day. Now, I think as runners we wouldn't be looking at that upper level as this could potentially lead to that increased hypertrophy so that our desired outcome we want to be muscular but lean so um so 2.2 grams per kilogram per day would be way beyond what what we'd be looking for
0: yeah and i think i would agree with that and we know that um that 1.6 grams to two grams per kilogram of body weight would be suffice for most runners completing strength training. And it's also worth bearing in mind that the recommended protein intake for midlife females regularly uh, should be 1.6 grams per kilogram of body weight to maintain muscle mass. So it's really important that we think about monitoring our protein intake regularly and making sure that it's appropriate for not only maintaining muscle mass, but also to help us increase muscle mass. And, you know, for some people, even getting to 1.6 grams, you know, they might not even be near that at the moment. So it's exactly. really important to um, hone in on that, isn't it?
1: It is, absolutely. And I think as runners, we do tend to to think more about carbohydrates and our protein kind of gets neglected a little bit. So, um, So I do think it is important like you're saying Aileen for midlife female runners to be thinking about their protein intake generally for everyday health and then thinking okay I need to be thinking about 1.6 grams per kilogram to maintain my muscle mass but what do I need to do to if I'm doing a lot of exercise and strength exercise to, um, to increase my protein intake on those days as well And the other thing I just wanted to mention here before we move on is how much protein to have per serving, because there's a lot of research around that. And it is something that we have mentioned in previous episodes. But just as a reminder, you know, like I say, there's been a lot of research on it and it's been found that, following protein um, consumption, so that 20 grams of protein per per perservi- serving, any additional protein um, intake doesn't really support muscle protein synthesis um, until a sufficient time has passed. So basically what it's saying is that per serving, um, just take 20 grams of protein at one time um, because you know this this sort of um, sufficient amount uh, per, uh, per serving is known as this muscle full effect. So it can't take in on any more. It can't utilize any more than the twenty grams um, efficiently. Therefore, there's no point in in trying to, to to bulk up at forty grams. Rather, spread it out uh, during the day. And um, and and because really, what's that? What that's doing is helping to uh, maximize muscle protein synthesis over a 24-hour period. So, um, you know, we will talk about about this a little bit more later when we're considering how to put these suggestions into action. So, um, but just to remember, think about how how much. How many grams of protein is in each serving of, say, whatever protein source you're using, It be it a a vegetarian, vegan source or a meat source? So hopefully that makes sense, Aileen.
0: Yeah, sure. So it's all about spreading the protein throughout the day regularly, isn't it? Um, Yeah. I'm making sure that in total you're getting enough. Um, okay, so just before we we move on, Karen, are there any uh, specific female factors that we need to be considering regarding diet and strength training for the lean muscle mass?
1: Yeah, well, actually, Aileen, you did mention one already and and an important one that we spoke about is that um, the midlife female runner should consume approximately 1.6 grams per kilogram of body weight per day of protein just to help maintain muscle mass. Because we lose muscle at quite a significant rate as we start to age and preserving muscle mass can help slow this process. It can't stop it but it can help slow it if we're taking on um, sufficient, sufficient protein and maintain trying to maintain that muscle mass. Now, also, some studies um, have observed that females focusing on physique-oriented sports, so, for example, the, the weightlifting, the bodybuilding, they consume between um, 2.8 to 7.5 grams per kilogramme uh, per day of carbohydrates compared to the male counterparts who consume between three to seven point two grams per kilogram um of body weight per day, so what what that's showing is that the the lower end, where energy restriction might be being observed or that's the aim. Females tend to consume less carbohydrates. However, at the upper end, where hypertrophy, so that muscle bulking is potentially the desired outcome, females consume more carbohydrates than their their male counterparts. And this possibly could be because genetically, it's easier for males to to bulk up than it is for females. And that tends to be linked to testosterone, so different hormones. Um, So that's maybe why women could try to consume more carbohydrates to help support um the the um the sort of ways it can it can assist um protein getting into the muscles to to um to build bulk so um
0: but yeah, it's really interesting isn't it <laughs> it's sort of a bit um mind-blowing actually um, So what we've learned here is that both protein and carbohydrate are important on days when we're completing strength training, but the ratios or the portion sizes of each need to be considered um, as the requirements are different on run training days. Um, So you need to really think about um, what the proportions are. Absolutely,
1: yes, because it is going to be quite different. And like you said at the beginning, Aileen, you know, we just tend to to just keep eating the same things each day, not really thinking about what the needs of our training is. So just something to start thinking about on a daily basis. So, Aileen, I'm just thinking um, maybe we should take a short advert break now before we move on to consider how to put these recommendations into action. So I'm going to hand back to you again. Okay, thanks,
0: Karen. So this is the moment in the episode where we tell you a little bit about what we do outside of the podcast and today I wanted to mention our online shop which is on the uh, website and that's because we've, we've gathered together all our favourite brands and products together in one place and hopefully that will make it easy for you to make an informed choice uh, when you're thinking about what products to, to purchase and we have all sorts of Uh, Different things that are all great for runners, so nutritional supplements, food brands that we use, and also some running kit. Now, today we've been talking about the importance of protein in the diet. And Karen uh, touched on the importance of achieving a sufficient intake for health and training needs on a, a regular basis. Now, an easy way of making sure that you're hitting your protein intake is to include protein shake into your food plan and doing that on a regular basis and i know this really helps me hit my my protein targets now there are lots of different companies out there um, who claim lots of things about their particular protein powder brand um, but it's really important that you choose one that uh, doesn't contain additives fillers artificial sweeteners and often it's easy to get drawn into you know, the sexy looking brand. Um, but it's really important that you work out which is the best one to choose. Now in our, um, shop, we feature Purition. Now that's one of my favorite protein uh, powder products. And, um, it's my favorite because they use natural ingredients and they've got a wide range of of products tailored for different dietary requirements, uh, including a vegan range. Um, so we'd really recommend that you give them a go and uh, i've got a lot of clients that use them and it becomes a regular part of their um eating plan um so if you if you're interested all you need to do is visit our website runnershealth.com click on the shop uh, and you can look at all the different brands that we recommend but you'll find a section that says protein powders and you'll find the link to purition there um we we really hope that you you like using the shop um, and um, it just gives you some insights into uh, some quality brands that you might want to choose um, so back to you karen
1: okay thanks very much aileen so now let's think about how we can put these different nutrients so that principally the protein and the carbohydrate recommendations into practice really for you so that you can get the best from your strength training And again, that's ultimately to support your running because at the end of the day, we're all runners. So let's consider your carbohydrate intake first. And um, although carbohydrate, it is important, like I was saying in strength training, um, it is worth bearing in mind that studies have shown that it's only between 24 percent and 40 percent of muscle glycogen that's depleted during a standard session of resistance training. So a high intake of carbs on a gym day is not really essential. However, it, it, it is thought that in, the, in sort of thinking about um, a time when you might be um, low, there's low energy availability. So here I'm thinking about maybe following an overnight fast. So as we know, we use up a lot of energy during the night, especially the, the liver and the brain. Now, there is evidence to to suggest that an insufficient carbohydrate intake you know following that fast can impair performance during your strength training so thinking thinking of of our training your training specifically say if you go to the gym first thing in the morning then maybe it's thinking about having a carbohydrate rich snack or maybe a light breakfast carb rich breakfast and beforehand might benefit your training and I think that it will depend what time of the the day you go but a lot of people just get up and go to the gym and don't really think about eating beforehand so just Things, just keep that in mind, Aileen. Do you do you have some food ideas you could recommend to um, everyone? And and what would you have to eat before you go to a gym session?
0: Well, I mean, based on what you're saying there, Karen, so having a carbohydrate-rich snack um, if you're doing a, a training session in the gym. Uh, some easy things to think about would be a banana, for instance. That's really quick and easy, and you could even eat it en route to the gym, um, maybe other ideas would be uh, a small amount of overnight oats or porridge, and you could maybe make that with oat milk or another milk alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have a couple of dry oat cakes, maybe with a little bit of banana on top, um, or a piece of fruit like an apple or a pear. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it, it's interesting to think. I mean, I personally I tend to do my strength training about nine thirty in the morning, so. You know, changing up what I do, um, you know, based on your advice, Karen. I think I would maybe split that, you know, because I just tend to have my usual breakfast to be to be honest. So
1: <laughs> I will definitely be
0: changing that based on what you're saying. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think that's some really good ideas that you've had. And again, what you've just said, Aileen, you have your usual breakfast. This goes back to what we said at the beginning, that we just tend to eat what we normally eat. We don't actually think about how it's going to support our training. So I think that's a really good point. Um, but I think what the, the ideas you've given um, are, are really great. And, and a banana would certainly be my first choice if I was going to the gym immediately on rising. If I was going later in the day, then maybe I would have a balance of protein and complex carbohydrate throughout the morning, um, and 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 just but 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 just make sure that I'm not hungry before I go to the gym because it's really important to, like I was saying earlier, not to be an energy deficit before you go to the gym, or really you're not supporting that muscle protein synthesis. Um, and, um, and if I was feeling hungry, then again, yeah, a banana, a couple of dates like we um, recommend for, for running, something like that. A little packet of raisins would be quite good just before I go into the gym because it's quick release carbs. So I'll get, I would be getting that energy, quick energy just before I start my training. So, um, so that would be some of other ideas really. Okay, so what about after strength training?
0: Um, I think this is something that people are a little bit more conscious of because there's more written about it. Uh, but what would be the best time to include some carbs after strength training?
1: Yeah, that, it is interesting, Aileen, because we have always suggested including some carbs with protein after training to sort of enhance that glycogen repletion, so that stored energy repletion and the uptake of protein into muscle. However, It is interesting. I was reading a review paper and they were suggesting two different things. They were saying, and this clearly is linked to strength training here. If uh, They they were saying that if you're not going to be training again, any type of training actually, uh, within the following 12 to 24 hours, then having a carbohydrate-rich snack or food of any kind immediately post-strength training isn't actually necessary. But... What they went on to say is that it's still important to eat sort of carbohydrate food sources throughout the day so that you do replenish your glycogen stores fully, but it's done over a period of time. It doesn't have to be emphasized following training. And again, with that, it's about keeping it, keeping the carbs um, slow release, so the complex carbohydrate food sources. And the other thing that they were saying is that it's not necessary to eat any carbohydrate food uh, alongside the protein after. Because like I was saying, that's something that we recommend. Um, um, uh, but it's not actually necessary to do that after strength training to help um the reason we do it is to try and help minimize muscle protein breakdown because they they were suggesting that the natural rise in insulin levels post training is adequate to fully suppress that muscle protein breakdown um, pathway uh, with protein alone so that the the, the carbohydrate isn't ad- isn't of much benefit at that point so it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And as you say, it it does sort of conflict with the the information that we've read and that we give. But I guess that, you know, what we've got to consider really is what the advice that they're giving is related to just strength training. And so that's fine to do on those strength training days, but maybe not on the days where you're doing the endurance running. Um, So so from what you said, Karen, um, just to sort of summarise... Um, having a carbohydrate snack before uh, strength training is is key but it's not essential to have carbohydrate snack after training but it's important that you eat around three to four grams of carbohydrate per kilogram of body weight throughout the day and um, and just to remind people the carbohydrate choices which would be good choices to make would be thinking about Whole grains, so things like brown rice, quinoa, whole grain couscous, millet, amaranth, maybe some legumes like lentils, beans, and pulses, and also root vegetables are, are great. So things like sweet potato, beetroot, squash, swede, parsnip, carrots are all really good uh, carbohydrate choices.
1: Yeah, they are really. And then like I say, they're all great choices. They're all slow release and it would be that slow release carb foods that you would want to be consuming throughout the day except the only time you would want to change that is if you were going to the gym first thing in the morning and you've got very little time between getting up and training and um, at that point that's when that you would then want to use a quick release carbohydrate food such as a, a banana or the dates or the raisins that um that I mentioned or even an apple something like that so um So that's just some ideas of what and when to have um, carbohydrates for for strength training. Now let's move on and maybe think about um, protein intake. Now, we have mentioned that on strength training days, you would want to be having approximately 1.6 grams per kilogram of body weight of protein, but with each serving containing no more than that 20 grams of protein. So really what you want to be doing is having roughly about five to six portions um, throughout the day. So if you're having three meals, then that's three portions, um, one at each mealtime. And then having either two to three snacks throughout the day. So it could be mid-morning, mid-afternoon, or it might be for some people that they need to have mid mid-after- mid-morning, mid-afternoon, and then an evening one as well. And I think that this probably would be doable for most people and um, to introduce into their diet if they don't already eat in that way so um so that would be my suggestion yeah
0: great ideas karen so um just thinking about the the protein servings that we should be having immediately after strength training um one of those sort of protein servings would be let me recap so What I'm thinking about is immediately after we have a strength training session, it's key to include one of those 20 gram protein snacks that you've just been mentioning there, Karen. And and it's really ideal to have that within 30 minutes of your strength training session. Um, So we mentioned protein shakes earlier, and I think this is a really um, great time to have that because it's portable. It's easy to consume. It's easy to digest and absorb. And um, also, you know, typically a portion of a protein um, powder that you put into a shake is round about that 20 gram. Um, Actually, the purition ones are about 16 grams. But, you know, there are probably other things that you could add to it to give you that bit of extra um, protein. Um, So, Karen, thinking outside of the protein powders, are there any other protein food sources that you would suggest that people could consider
1: yeah absolutely there are lots of different types of, of foods out there that are good sources of protein and i think if you're if you eat meat then really it's thinking about trying to choose lean meats and poultry and if you can ideally grass-fed organic and or free range but you know i am aware that this is not possible for everyone so it is about making the best choices really that you can afford and um and also when when you're choosing your protein foods it's being mindful about um, trying to ensure that they contain the branched chain amino acids, especially the leucine, um, which we've spoken about before, and, and it's known to be that master trigger of that muscle-building cascade. So having a good um, intake of all of the branched, so the three-branched chain um acids, um, uh, amino acids which are leucine um isoleucine and valine um but a good a good amount of leucine because it does trigger the cascade so foods i'm thinking about that do include the branch chain uh, amino acids include meat poultry fish so again for meat eaters really easy but also eggs Dairy products such as uh, milk and cheese, nuts and seeds have some uh, in much smaller quantities, but they do have some of the branched chain amino acids. And also soy products such as tofu and tempeh and um, legumes as well. So the beans, the peas and the lentils, um, they don't uh, they don't always contain all of the the branch chain amino acids and certainly not all of the essential amino acids so it's about combining the different legumes with the soy products to ensure that you're getting an adequate um, intake of the key ones so so really lots of ideas here hopefully for everybody for both carbohydrate and protein intake to consider, for your training and also when to have these foods as well, I think is really important. Timing of intake for running, timing of intake for um, strength training is equally important. So I was just thinking before we move on, I was just wondering if you could think maybe about uh, an easy but doable action point that everybody could go away today and consider putting in place to help support their strength training.
0: Yeah, well, I think a very easy one for everyone is to focus on having a carbohydrate snack before you do any strength training and really be consistent in this. And I think, you know, as a runner, it's very easy to forget to do that or maybe not even bother because a lot of runners are used to getting up and uh, especially early in the morning and running in a fasted state. Um, But it's really important to remember that that's not beneficial for strength training. So remember to have that quick release carbohydrate snack. So something like the banana would be perfect um, to have before your strength training. So I think that would be an easy step, an easy habit for us all to get into. Mm. Um, Okay, so um, hopefully everybody's feeling a bit more informed about what their nutritional needs are for strength training to support running performance. Um, and we're, we're almost at the end of the episode. Um, so Karen, before we go, um, would you please give us your key takeaways?
1: Yes, absolutely, Aileen. So just thinking about your, your strength training and why you're doing it, and it is really to support your overall running performance in different ways, including improving running economy, improving sprint speed, and also improving that lean muscle mass. Now, both carbohydrate and protein are important for supporting strength training. The carbohydrates for maintaining performance and also energy recovery following a training session, and then protein for that muscle protein synthesis, also muscle repair, remodeling, etc. Now, the recommended daily intake of carbohydrates when completing strength training is no more than four grams per kilogram of body weight per day, whereas the recommended daily intake of protein Um, when doing strength training to build lean mass, muscle mass, is approximately 1.6 grams per kilogram of body weight per day. Now, remember to spread your protein and your carbohydrate intake throughout the day, ensuring that you include the complex carbohydrate food sources and approximately 20 grams of protein per serving. So there with the protein, you're really aiming for five to six servings throughout the day. And then finally, if completing your strength training first thing in the morning, have that quick release carbohydrate snack before you train, really to help maintain your performance throughout your training. And that would be it, Aileen.
0: Great, Karen. I really enjoyed that conversation. And I'm looking forward to um, future episodes when we're going to be talking about how to support skill-based training and yoga and Pilates. Uh, But for now, remember, everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Well, this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs, Eats, Performs, brought to you by Runners Health Hub, helping female runners to be fitter, faster and stronger. We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now.